With the McDonald's app, you can get your favorite thing delivered to your door. So if you were looking for a reason to skip washing those dishes you left in the sink, consider this a sign. Right now, get $0 delivery fee with any purchase of $15 or more, only in the app. At participating McDonald's, minimum purchase excludes tax and service fees. Delivery prices may be higher than in restaurants. Other fees may apply. Not valid with any other offer, discount, or coupon. Welcome to Astros Baseball, a podcast by a fan for the fans of the Houston Astros. Here's your host, Rob Fontenot. Astros Baseball is brought to you by Ram Shirts. Ram Shirts offers custom printed and embroidered apparel. They offer direct-to-garment printing for small runs and screen printing for larger runs. Follow them on Twitter and Instagram at Ram Shirts. Go to RamShirts.com for all your custom apparel needs. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball. We're having a 2021 wrap-up show talking about 2021 since today's New Year's Eve. Tomorrow's 2022. I reached out to my good buddy, Rip Griffin, to see if he wanted to join me today. He said yes, so welcome back, Rip Griffin. How you doing, bud? Hey, how's it going? Glad to be back with you. Happy New Year. It's going to be uh, uh, fun talking uh, a little bit of recap of how the 2021 season went. Yeah, so I just got back a couple days ago. As you may know, if you follow me on Twitter or Facebook, I got married. On the 28th. Well, congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you. And another good thing is usually my football team, OU, they, you know, go to the playoffs and get beat. But this year they got to win a bowl game. So that was good. And that was with uh, Bob Stoops leading the the helm in an intern basis, right? Yeah, it was awesome. Wow. I, I chickened out. I bet $80 on them. But I didn't want to do the point spread because they were favored by seven. And I didn't have confidence in them. So I bet $80 and I won $32. Hey, that's uh, it's still a win in my book. You know, it's uh, I've always been, I don't know, I never understood the the whole, you know, betting versus the, the ratio, the over and the under. I'm just like, you know, here, here's 20 bucks. If I win, I win. Great. If I don't, okay. I'll, I'm just out that money, but, uh, but that's good. At least you want something, you know, that's, uh, yeah. that, that's always a plus to uh, come out on the positive. Yeah. I told my wife, I said, I'm just going to bet on them. Cause I'm, I'm pretty confident they're going to win. Like I said, not confident in the point spread. And, and I just happened to only have $80. If I would have had $200, I would have bet $200. Uh, but also, real quick, did you hear about Betty White today? How sad. She was over, already over 100 I know. It was just a shocker. I was uh, you know, watching the Alabama and uh, Cincinnati game, and then a, the notifi- notification popped up on my phone that Betty White had passed. I told my wife, I was like, what happened? There was just, just something just the other day that I saw that she was you know, approaching that you know, 100 uh year year old mark and and it's like you know new year's eve 2021 and and you know now now it's a bummer because betty white's gone and she was such an icon in the um you know the the media industry and her acting and everything that she did throughout her life and you know it's kind of a bummer to kind of here here we are new year's eve and you know betty white has passed you know it's kind of a bummer 
So with the lockout going on, I don't know if you had a chance, but I, I've been making some sign-stealing episodes, and they're pretty short, music in the background. I don't know how good they are. I've got some decent feedback from, you know, just out of the blue. I kind of didn't know if people would like them, but hopefully if you guys listening like that, I don't know if I'm going to make any more. It's just you don't have anything to talk about. Did you have a chance to catch any of those? Not yet. Uh, I've got it on my my, my playlist to uh, to check out. But I saw you had some on the White Sox and in the the Indian. I think uh, Cleveland as well. You had some, and um, but I haven't had a chance to. I, I, I apologize. I'm I'm a little behind on my podcast oh, list. It it is fine. So. I had I had uh, Darren, one of the longtime listeners, wrote me just like, dude, love it. That's the best episode you've ever made. And I kind of I didn't know that it would get a good reception. Even the sponsor of the podcast. Mark from Ram Shirts, he he wrote me and said, really digging the storytelling episodes. But uh, let's go with this, buddy. Yeah. But before we get started on the Astro stuff, our sponsor is Ram Shirts. And January, we're going to do a giveaway here on Astros Baseball. But since a lot of you guys that listen don't participate in these giveaways, we're going to open it up to Twitter. Oh, there you go. We're going to let people from twitter you only got to listen to win now uh we're going to open it up so january shirt is going to be a giveaway so let let's start with this let's start with this buddy we're going to start with the the early 2021 and the signings by the astros i'm going to go over four of them and i want you to tell me your opinions of them okay january 7th they got ryan static we'll we'll talk about him together Awesome signing, right? That was, I mean, that, that was probably one of the best ones out of the four I'm going to bring up. Oh, absolutely. Just what he did throughout the season and, of course, the postseason. I mean, the, the guy was was lights out, and I think that was one of the big key pieces throughout the bullpen throughout the whole season. So a great signing by uh, James Click. And then on January 13th, they signed Pedro Baez. I thought this was an amazing pickup. A durable guy that throws tons of innings. Nothing but injuries and COVID protocols. No, he didn't do anything. No, no. I, I think that's a bust. I was excited when the Astros actually went and signed him. But then we didn't see him through, what was it, maybe mid-season is when he finally showed up and when he finally pitched. And then he was hurt. And then that's it. We never saw him again throughout the rest of the season. So... I think that was a bust. I think they knew going in. I think he was injured before he even uh, when he signed, if I recall. I don't know. He was injured in COVID the whole year. Yeah, he, uh, absolutely. Oh, not. we did no, sign him for two years though, so maybe next year he can make an impact. Okay, I, I think I remember now. He was he was on the COVID protocol during because was it there was. Was there an issue with his visa or something that he couldn't get back to the country? And I think he had to self quarantine for like sixty days or something. I don't um, know. I'm uh, I don't know. All this stuff is, is I'm starting to kind of to kind of <laughs> rethink everything. But yeah, I think there's an issue with him before they signed him. He couldn't come because he was out of the country. Yeah, and, co- and it was COVID. And then he finally came through after spring training, start of the season. 
and then we saw him yeah right around summertime so that makes yeah. sense makes sense o- overall we could have had a veteran reliable guy that eats up a lot of innings and he didn't we didn't get him here's a signing that i liked you know when i when when they first signed the guy and i'm talking about jason castro i didn't think it was that i mean like he's backup catcher what's he gonna do but how impressive was it that this guy turned into the late inning pinch hit king of houston how did he do that and what what an amazing year by Castro and the little bit of playing time that he got. Right, exactly. To be able to come in in the later part of the games like he did, and it's like he just didn't, like he was on the bench, but even though he was there, he, it's like he was part of the game the whole time. And to come in, especially in that in that ALCS, to uh, put the Ashes ahead there in, in Boston, that, I mean, he would come in off the bench and – Everything he did hit home run, driving runs. I wish we would have seen more Jason Castro throughout the season because I really think, you know, no, no discredit to Martin Maldonado, great catcher. I think he's one of the best defensive catchers in baseball, but I think he was overused this season. And if we had seen more of Jason Castro, I think going into uh, the later innings, the later part of the season, who knows what might have happened? I think uh, Castro was was a great pickup when they signed him in the offseason. And, yeah. uh, you know, he's he's one of those. I mean, you needed somebody with a veteran presence it, like Castro had. And, of course, you've got Garrett Stubbs. And uh, there were some other catchers that were. Um, yeah. But I, I, forgot, I forgot the names. But he was, he was good. And, and then, but, of course, uh, I wish we would have seen more of Jason Castro. Yeah, we had we had Maldonado for defense, and he probably hit 190. I think maybe he got over 200 on a couple occasions. But Castro is definitely the better hitter. Uh, but I guess they used Maldonado more because he handled the pitchers better. I don't know. But another guy they picked up because Trevor Valdez was supposedly going to be out all year was Jake Odorizzi who started late, struggled. He was like the fifth inning guy. But at the end of the year, he was pitching five innings and only giving up giving up one run or a shutout. He, and, but they wouldn't let him pitch that any more than fifth inning, didn't use him in the playoffs. I thought there was a spot for him, but they just didn't use him. They, they overused people maybe. I thought they should have gave Jake a chance. He'll be back next year. There's rumors that they might trade him, but you know you can you can look at last year what happened, and you can't have too many pitchers. Oh no, no! Pitching is one of the things that's going to get you to October, and that's exactly what happened this season. I wish that we would have seen more. I wish Jake Odorizzi would have had the opportunity to go through spring training with the rest of the club. I think that's where the issue and the problems started because he came in late. Then as the season already progressed, so he, you know, he's trying to work as quick as he can to get back and and to get into that rotation. And then of course, you know, Framberg comes back and then it's kind of, well, the guy I was supposed to take, take place of is now back. Now, what, what do I do? And maybe that kind of had something to do with, 
you know, his repertoire and his uh, his his pitch selection. I, he would do great in the first couple of innings. And then once he got into that second part and third part of that lineup, that's when he started to struggle. And, you know, the, the postseason, I, I just think he just wasn't didn't have enough innings or enough work because I think there was a stretch where he would go maybe 10 or 10 or 12 days in between appearances. I think that's really where in lot of the yeah. problem as well. But uh, I was really excited for when the Astros signed him because he wasn't a guy that wasn't going to, I guess you can say dominate, but I had, a, I was hoping that he would be one of those that would eat up innings. And even though the ERA was not where it was, where we would like it to be, but especially when you have Brent Strom and you've got an Astros front office that's very, very well inept in the analytics department. I was hoping that they would turn him around. Just didn't quite work out for Rizzi, but they've got him for another year. So we'll see what happens in 2022. Yeah. I'd also like to be uh, on the inside to get the scoop of, of why Strom left. Cause it wasn't right? to rest. It wasn't to retire. Cause he's already, I think he already signed with the Diamondbacks or something, but let's talk about the people that left. We lost, we lost George Springer. He went to Toronto and you can, you can use this as a signing too, but Michael Brantley, I, th- I thought he was gone. They, they had already announced that he's there. So keeping Michael Brantley was a big deal. That was a, that was a huge move. And Josh Reddick, we didn't miss him at all. Cause Kyle Tucker's way, way better. And it was just cool. I mean, if if you see Springer was injured a little bit in the, at the beginning, but if you saw the energy that he brought to the dugout, the fun and all that, we we missed him. We still went to the World Series, so I can't say we needed him, but I, I'm sure the guys missed him. They would have had a lot more fun. Oh, absolutely. There was a that big question mark when uh, the season was about to start as to what was going to happen with center field. Were they going to go out and sign Jackie Bradley Jr. or were they going to go out and sign Marcel Zuna? Which I'm kind of glad they didn't sign either of those guys. Yeah, but, me too. Uh, I mean, JBJ had had a good season with the uh, Brewers, but um, you know they're old with, with Chas McCormick, and he did great. And, and of course, you've got Kyle, Kyle Tucker out there, and but the Brantley, the Brantley coming back was, I think, was huge because he was. He, he's he's Uncle Mike. He's Mr. Professional uh, hitter. He yeah. definitely brought a lot of you know uh, stability to that top of that of that lineup, which was was huge. But you know, you you can't go about without talking to Astros without George Springer because no. I mean, he his his demeanor, the way he acted in the the clubhouse and in the the dugout with the team, it was so infectious because those guys fed off that his his energy. He was always having fun, and uh, even though he he was missed the season, but they did, like you said, they did get back to the World Series. So there yeah. is the there there is the the shining light to to every story. It's funny you lose someone that is so important, but uh, you know we still did it. We still did it without him. Chaz and then Jake, Jake Myers did uh, very well. We got Siri. We're we're good to go in center field, but. Um, there's some players that elected free agency. We lost Joe Biagini, Humberto Castellano, Sino Perez, 
Carlos Sanabria, Cy Sneed, who I, I like Cy Sneed. I like that story of how he would drive from wherever he lives, like all the way across the state, the United States to drive for spring training. He, I can't remember the exact story, but that was pretty cool. Jack Mayfield, nowhere for him on our team, but he, he did pretty well where he was at. And then the big thing that happened, I guess, during the season, they extended Lance McCullers Jr. Yeah, in, Mar in March, March 24th, yep. mm -hmm. five more years. So five more years of Lance McCullers Jr. And then we won't get into it later, but so we'll just go ahead and say Justin Verlander. So how big were those, buddy? Lance McCullers Jr. and Justin Verlander. That Justin Verlander totally changes the view on our on our rotation. And then again, now we have way too many pitchers, but you can't have too many pitchers. Right. It's definitely going to be interesting to see what Dusty Baker does when the season does get started, because definitely adding Justin Verlander back, it was, is huge. It's huge because you really don't know what's going to happen with, with Lance McCullers Jr. I, we don't know what his, his status is, especially after his, his injury in the AODS, but going into into 2022 you need a number one starter in and a guy like justin Verlander that's going to give you some six seven maybe eight innings of, of work and it's going to be quality work yeah and then you, of course you've got lance mccullers too that that can come in and do the exact same thing at such a high tempo and then you mix it in with with framber and Luis Garcia and uh, hope hopefully uh, Jose Urquidy will be your number five starter. I mean, it's gosh, this line, this pitching rotation is going to be great in 2022. Yeah, that's something we could do uh, in a few months. Look at the rotation for next year or whatever. But like I said, the Astros they went 95 and 67. I think I predicted them to win. 96 do you remember if you did a prediction show on your podcast i i did i actually had them at i think i had them at 96 wins there you go we agreed then and we missed it by one yeah so um i think uh i think what uh what was it uh the pakota rankings when they came out had the astros around 88 or 89 yeah so yeah we were we were way, way low we, yeah so we definitely you know hit the mark on on the wins yeah they said our pitching staff was our weak point but i think they did pretty well and talk about mccullers again he's an amazing pitcher he's really good but my only knock on him is that it, he does it seems like he gets hurt every year yeah and so let's you know let's stay healthy but we won 95 games dusty baker they they saw they brought him back for next season that's good uh, first manager to win a division title with five different teams. Uh, the Astros have been in the playoffs six out of the last seven years. Four out of the last five years, they won the AL West. ALCS, five years in a row, three out of five World Series. I mean, is life can life get any better being an Astros fan? I mean, minus winning the World Series every year? I think if uh, you know a World Series definitely would have put the icing on the cake in 2021. But I mean, to be in the playoffs each consecutive year for the last six years or so, 
I mean, that's that's a pretty phenomenal run within itself. You know, these uh, th this team is is built for uh, postseason runs from 2022 going on because there's just so much depth, just not at the big league level, but also in, in, throughout the farm system as well. A lot of talent that's going to fix we're fixing to see come uh, through Minute Maid Park here pretty soon. So this team is uh, poised for another AL West title. I mean, aside from maybe the Mariners, I think that's going to be their only competition in 2022. I don't see any other team really making any type of improvements. Maybe the Rangers, but yeah, if, the Rangers are going all out. Yeah, yeah, but. I think even though they spent all that money, they may be uh, an 81 team. Yeah. I mean, that's I mean that that's an improvement from for them, but the Mariners are definitely uh, ahead of schedule. So I think it's going to come down to if the Astros can stay healthy, then I mean the AL West is theirs. They said the Astros window is closing, but they've said that for a couple of years. We lost Springer went to the World Series, more than likely we're, we're not going to get Correa back. I don't think, uh, I mean, he turned down a 10-year, $240 million deal. Uh, and with Detroit, I mean, that's only $24 million a year, so of course he's not going to take that. And now maybe he's not going to get 10. You know, I think Chicago's trying to get him to take seven. I don't know how they're doing all this with the lockout. But... Carlos Correa can leave. The window is still going to be open. We're we're stacked. If oh. you look at if you look at our team, we had four All Stars: Altuve, Correa, Brantley, and Presley. They're all back except Correa. We had Luis Garcia, Rookie of the Year finalist, Dusty, Manager of the Year finalist, uh, Kyle Tucker, Jordan Alvarez, second team All Major League, and they weren't even All Stars. They probably will be next year. Yuli Gurriel was the batting champion. Uh, Alvarez led the team with 33 homers and 104 RBIs. Altuve scored 117 runs. And Miles Straw, who got traded. What do you think about the Miles Straw? That, that's kind of something we forgot. I mean, they, they had center field. They had Miles Straw. He was doing okay. And they made a trade. Who, who did they even trade him for? I don't even remember. That's, that was the Phil Maton trade. Perfect trade. Love yeah. Phil Maton. So, so, I mean, I, I know. I would do that trade 100 times in a row. I love Phil Maton. Absolutely. And, you know, Miles Straw was great. And for what he did, uh, patrolling center field, and also, too, he was, I believe, the leading, leading, leading the team in steals before he was traded. Then it was Kyle Tucker. But, I mean, to get Phil Maton, and there was a lot of talk about, oh, who is this kid? And yeah. just by watching him and the way his how he how he pitched, especially how he worked off his, his fastball and his off speed, his off speed, his curveball was dynamite. That was just insane what he did during the postseason. And to be so stoic and just be like, yeah, I know, I know I got I got my stuff. And he proved it. He showed it. I, I became a Phil Mat Phil Maton fan uh, during the postseason watching him play because it was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, I enjoyed it too. So we got, let me tell you this. The also looking at the roster, we had 40 men. And when you add Verlander, they got to get rid of somebody. And I don't think they're done. 
I think I don't know if they're going to go out. We talked about it on your show, and I said they could go get Simmons. Right. I don't. I don't even know if they're going to pick up a shortstop. I have no idea. But the, I don't think they're done picking people up. So somebody on that roster is going to be gone, and I see somebody. I mean, maybe it's maybe it's Chaz McCormick. Because you know, because we got Jake uh, Myers, we got Jose Siri. Maybe, maybe Chaz McCormick's going to get traded. That's possible. That's going to be the only thing that the Astros are going to be able to do, especially with the forty-man roster being uh, full. That uh, you know, a trade is probably going to be uh, what's going to be next—a one for a one. Yeah. Um, you know, they got uh, Taylor Jones. He's he's twenty-eight years old. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm a big, I'm a huge Taylor Jones fan. And it's, just, I mean, cause I get to talk to him and, you know, he actually responds when you message him, but he, he did really, really good the last time we called him up and then he was out for COVID and then there's just nowhere to put him because they right. kept calling all these young uh, center fielders up, but he kind of got lost in the mix, but. I think with Correa gone, maybe, maybe there's a spot for him on the bench this year, you know, because he can play first. He can play outfield. He's even played third base in the minor leagues, as you probably know. I mean, hopefully they keep him. Because yeah. if not, if not, they're going to regret it. Who was that that said, man, who did, what happened? There was somebody, and I said, I hope you make them regret it. <laughs> um. Gosh, they I didn't, don't remember. Oh, it was Kent Emanuel. Oh, that's right. When they let they, him go. Yeah. They didn't protect him for the Rule 5 draft. They put him on waivers, and Philadelphia picked him up. And I said, I hope you make the Astros regret letting you go. And and he tweeted something like that, you know, about, like, welcome to Philly. I, I'm going to show the other team they made a mistake letting me go. Yeah. That's good. I mean – for him, I mean, play play with a chip on your shoulder now because I really wish we would have kept him. I think he would have been a, a good bullpen arm. And, of course, he's, you know, the Astros would never do it, but he's probably one of those that come in and, and do like a uh, um, an opener-type role. Yeah. But I don't see the Astros ever doing that. But that's just I, a, I think I think when he was in the minor leagues, he was a, a starter. Yeah. So he's used to pitching a long time. But I wish him luck there. Oh, absolutely. And I don't know who else is leaving, but we'll do another show. But I promised you we'd keep it at 30 minutes. I covered all my notes. Uh, Rip Griffin, they can find you. Tell them where they can find you and listen to your podcast. He does an exceptional podcast. He, I was the first guest on your show, and I've given you this compliment before, but you were just, you know, you could just, you're so much better than you were. Like, if you listen to the, the – go back to my – this podcast right here, folks. Listen to the very first episode in February 2008. It's horrible. It's horrible. I don't know how I got to where this got being that bad, but you get better. You get more comfortable. You get better, and it's fun. I think when you get a good microphone, it changes things. <laughs> you, right? You feel like you're a little bit more like a radio – on like you're on the radio. I don't know what it is, but you do a good job over there, and I'm really jealous of your – of your video production with the, you know, people have the ability to call in to his show. They can comment. 
And we we were people were commenting on the show I was on with you and and we were answering their questions live and it was it was great. You do a great job. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate that very much. And you know, it's uh we're over uh, over a hundred episodes in and uh started the podcast back in 2020, uh right before COVID hit. So um but you know, I, I appreciate it very much. And you know, you've been very instrumental in in how the podcast is, is done and yeah, having you on as as a guest as well has been very refreshing, and uh, you know, definitely looking forward to to having you on more coming in, in 2022. But uh, but you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Rip, at Rip Griffin three. Uh, the show is also on Twitter at uh, Rip Griffin Show. You can follow it there. Uh, YouTube, if you want to subscribe to the YouTube channel, I uh, like to. That's going to be something I'm going to be doing in 2022 is to kind of boost that up some more. But, uh, but yeah, that's where I'm at. You can follow me. I'll give you a follow back. So looking forward to 2022. All right, buddy. Enjoy your evening. I'm going to eat some leftovers right now and go out and with the, to my brand new wife's friend's house and uh, not get drunk. I'll be safe. So everybody be safe out there. And you're probably listening to this tomorrow. If you're listening to this on January 1st, you were safe last night. I'm glad you're I'm glad you're still with us. Absolutely. Happy New Year to everybody. It's uh, going to be uh, great uh, in the year and we start a new one in, in 2022. So uh, happy New Year. Everybody stay safe as well. All right, guys, for uh, Rip Griffin. Thanks for listening to this episode of Astros Baseball. We'll see you next year. Thanks for listening to this episode of Astros Baseball. Be sure to subscribe to be alerted when there's a new episode. Follow Rob on Twitter at Rob Fontenot. With the McDonald's app, you can get your favorite thing delivered to your door. So if you were looking for a reason to skip washing those dishes you left in the sink, consider this a sign. Right now, get $0 delivery fee with any purchase of $15 or more, only in the app. At participating McDonald's, minimum purchase excludes tax and service fees. Delivery prices may be higher than in restaurants. Other fees may apply. Not valid with any other offer, discount, or coupon.